Jones steps up. Ricketts is at the high point. Jones. Aromaterio has a lane. Nicholas Aromaterio, the shot. Scores! Holy jumping! The Italian stallion puts the puck in the back of the net. Mamma mia, Nicholas Aromaterio! Callum Jones for Potts. At the blue line, kept in by the skate of Thomas Maya. Maya. Down low on the half course, he swings out of the slot for Potts. Kyle Potts has it. Hangs on. Now he shoots. Scores! Holy jumping! How do you do? Kyle Potts puts the puck in the back of the net. Blocked that shot. And coming the other way is Alton McDermott. He's in on the breakaway. Scores! Holy jumping! His grandfather, Paul Henderson, must be ecstatic about that one because Alton McDermott just scored his first career Buckland Cup final playoff goal. Has been close. The Dukes are in the Oakville zone. Zone Elvis swung that around. The Blades are trying to tie this puck up. It goes into the corner. The Blades have a chance to get this out. Elvis will tie it up. Ten seconds. Gilmore has it at the point. It's in, tips, just wide, seven seconds, it's back in the corner, Ewing's rocking, three, two, one, the Oakville Blades, oh, Holy jumping, Blades win, Blades win, Blades win. The Oakville Blades are Buckland Cup champions. You're watching Mamma Mia, this is Fire Talk with Nicholas Fiore. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 16 of Mamma Mia! This is Fire Talk. I'm Nicholas Fiore, the Oakville Blades play-by-play -play broadcaster, and joining me on this edition of the show is two current veterans of the Oakville Blades Junior A Hockey Club, number 20, Stephen Whittle, on, up on forward, and on the blue line, the assistant captain, the Oakville Blades dance guy still? Number no, 44, Everett no, 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 no. Hatsianu. <laughs> Dance guy is retired, Hatsy, is it? Yeah, I play hockey for the team now. Oh, okay. So what did you do for the first couple of years? <laughs> I, know, I was just hanging out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, boys, I told you guys I was going to have you on. Obviously, I had um, others on in the previous uh, episode. So thanks for joining me. For sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Fire. Love the podcast. Avid listener. There you go, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Honestly, Hatsy, you've been great since, what, now we're going to be – three years, four years together, right? Yeah. So, um, and obviously, Wits, you were great since coming from Trenton. Uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, coming on. Um, obviously, I want to see you guys in person soon, and hopefully we're calling and playing some games, but uh, that's going to come, uh, hopefully, anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, let's, get, let's get going right into it. Um, Hattie, we'll start with you. Obviously, as an assistant captain of the team, obviously now for the second straight year, as it was announced um, a couple months ago, an Oakville boy – uh, you're from there, and you never left Oakville. Never. Oh, you've one year. You've played with the Oakville Blades. Um, let's talk about the run that you obviously had with Oakville two years ago, winning it all, um, and what it meant for you to win in Oakville. Well, obviously means the world. I couldn't imagine playing anywhere else but Oakville. And um, it's like it's a one-in-a-lifetime one opportunity to win, go that far in hockey, go to the RBC, see, go where we went and how far we did. I'm extremely proud of all the boys, even though I didn't really get to play in the RBC, but I'm happy they uh, 
battled hard and made to the semis. And obviously, you know, the run was something special. And Brooks, Alberta was honestly, in my opinion, first class and top notch. How was that experience overall for you? Yeah, you might not have been on the ice, but you still were there and you still learned and, and went through the motions. Yeah, like um, it, it was incredible. It was a crazy experience. The, uh, we, I, we got treated like real NHL players over there. We got, you know, our own food, our own locker room, our own uh, gym to use. I mean, we had it chauffeurs. Was, <laughs> yeah, we had everything. Everything you could have uh, asked for for that. It was awesome. I love the experience. Hopefully, um, I, you know, I wish I could, we could have went back last year. I think we had a chance. And even this year, if possibly there was RBC, I don't think there is this year, though. But, you know, I do possibly think we could easily go back there, like, without question. And honestly, you know, I, I spoke to Izzy and, and Ricketts and Jones and a few others, and, I, and we said, what if? What if yeah. didn't get what if? from COVID? And honestly, Wits, what do you think? You know, that was your first year um, coming and being traded from the Blades. You guys think you really, truly had a shot last year to repeat? Yeah, it's just disappointing. Like, um, we had our little blip right before we uh, started the first round, and that was just basically um, us getting ready to get going on that run because we knew it was going to be – um, we were getting ready for a long, a long, uh, run going all the way to, uh, to May, right? We were expecting to play in the RBC cup because there's no point in making goals at, uh, <laughs> otherwise. Right. So mm-hmm. we, um, it was disappointing for all of us because we came out to play against Brantford all four games, gave them all we had. They, they gave us a good fight, but, um, I think we had just gotten into our groove and there wasn't, I don't believe anyone else would have uh, gotten the way of us uh, taking the OJ and uh, the provincials. Your first year, full year anyways, in the OJHL was last season. Um, when you started with Trenton, then you got traded to Oakville. You also played two games with Stouffville in the previous year as an AP. Talk about your first year overall, uh, maybe a little bit of Trenton, and then how the trade experience was. I mean, sometimes it's tough to get traded in any level. How was it for you from going to Trenton to uh, Oakville in the OJ? I'm going to be honest. It was actually pretty difficult. Um, I was actually, like, very comfortable there. Loved the town. I was participating in the community, working there. Right beside the rink, I loved uh, the organization and the team. I was going to do anything to to play and help that team win. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is a business at, 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 uh, to some degree. And um, it was just how comfortable I was. But when they said that they got, they had to move me, uh, they actually gave me a choice. And I said, they sent me to Oakville. That's the only place I want to play. Uh, yeah. As I've, I've never won any championship in my life. I've won some tournaments, but never won a uh, OMHA in minor hockey or anything like that. So my goal when I started playing junior hockey was, was to win. I wanted to win. So I don't know. I, I struggled. Uh, I struggled even when I got to Oakville. I had blown out my shoulder in Trenton, and then three games in, I blew out my other shoulder um, when I got to Oakville. So I struggled a lot, like, mentally, but by the end of the year, I think uh, just becoming tighter with the boys, because it is a brotherhood in Oakville, um, it just got better and better, and I got more comfortable, and I love it here now. (laughs) Yeah, I wish you're better off here. 
That's perhaps he ain't not for me. I can't say that. <laughs> but how how was the move to Oakville though? Where it's like like for you personally, like the boys welcomed you in. Like that was that part of the transition smooth or like just overall mentally it was kind of a toll. Yeah, no, like the boys did everything they could. Like they uh, made sure to uh, um, invite me out places wherever they were going. Go to this guy's house. Go to that guy's house. Um. But, yeah, it was just more of the mental side because I couldn't figure out why I was the guy that had to be moved just because I was so comfortable there, right? So I think that messed with me a lot. But um, it just it just took time to get over, really. And just because I it was my first year in junior hockey, I didn't really understand the way things operated and stuff like that. But, um, again, it was just like the, the quality character group that we had in Oakville that uh, helped me persevere. Let me tell you, Wits, it's cliche, but stuff happens for a reason. Yeah. And you're in Oakville for a reason. If you, if anyone believes that uh, cliche and that uh, saying or not, I think it's the best situation for you, right? It's true. Like, I, I look back on it, and I'm so thankful that it worked out the way it did. That's awesome, man. And it's good to hear. And, you know, you, you were producing uh, slowly and slowly, right, with Oakville – getting 36 games in, 14 points. Obviously, like you said, you were battling an injury, coming back from the blown shoulder. You didn't get a f the first few games in. I remember we spoke in Milton the very first time, and uh, you just were excited to get going, right, and get, get right back in there. And you did with 14 points. And Hatsy, for yourself, I mean, you played a few playoff games. You got three assists in one game of the Dudley Hewitt Cup. What was that? Hey, like? hey. <laughs> lighting, lighting the lamp in uh, Cochrane, Ontario. And then yeah, I still got the trophy. If you if you want to see it, I don't know. <laughs> oh, hey man, hey, we'll, we'll we'll take a look at that after. But <laughs> but, those, but those are some little accolades to to keep and and to remember stuff by. Because like you said, sometimes people don't win at all. Sometimes people mm -hmm. don't get recognized at all or any acknowledgement, right? Um, and even in junior hockey or no matter what level, that's important. But even for yourself, Hatsy, ninety five games in the OJ so far and thirty two points. But remember. Let's remember those 32 points. It's, it came a bit of a harder mission for you because in the first rookie season, eight points, but not so many games, second season, 24 points, full seasons. Right. And slowly, yeah. slowly you're moving up and getting better. How yeah. hard was it at first Hatsy to maybe not play so much, not get the playing time you wanted, but then maybe knew in the back of your, your mind and your head saying, I got to stay strong mentally, even though maybe I might be checked out a little bit, in order to get more playing time and improve with the next season and the next season? Yeah, you know, at the start, it was pretty hard. Like, um, like I, I wanted to play hockey, obviously. Everyone wants to play hockey. And um, I just kept telling myself I had to be patient. Uh, everyone did this. Everyone had to climb the totem pole to a higher rank. And I honestly, I just had to be patient. And I knew my time would come eventually. And, well, I don't know. Here I am. Probably the best player that's ever played on Oakville. Are you sure that's not Jack Lyons? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know. No, but um, it, like uh, all the like Lions and all my friends in my first year, like Doggett, McEachern, and Amaral, they all helped me get through it. You know, they were great guys. And uh, I know I just had to stay patient and wait for my time to come. And you, and you know what? It's not easy. It's not easy for everyone. No. It's not easy for, you know, if you're not a, a uh, Brent Burns and there's a Daniel Chara on the blue line or a McDavid and a Matthews and Marner up front, it's not easy. You're going to have to put no. in extra work 
in order to get to where you are. And look mm-hmm. at you now, right? Second year or third year now, but assistant captain um, and growing and continuing to get more points mm-hmm. and hopefully more points uh, this season if it does and when it starts. Yeah. How important is it to be a leader on this team? From Oakville, an Oakville boy wearing an A for the second straight season um, and have that on your chest. How much does that mean to you? And what do you think that role entails? Like, yeah, I've, since I was a little kid, I've watched the Blaze growing up. I've always hoped to be a leader on the Blaze eventually. And, uh, you know, anyone can just, like, be a leader and talk to the guys. But leading by example also helps a lot. And I, uh, I like to do that while I'm playing, you know, with the boys. And, uh, you know, it means a lot to me being the assistant captain of the Blades, you know, I don't know. Absolutely. And, and, and it does mean a lot, right? Like, I mean, even for you, Wits, I mean, obviously you don't have a letter on your chest this upcoming season, but I would personally say you're kind of a leader as well, right? You know, you, you, you can speak up, you're, you're a veteran now. Um, what can you do as, as a role for you to maybe not have a letter on the chest, but to stand beside the boys who do um, with McDermott and Hatsey um, and King and say, okay, I'm going to like take about this leadership role, maybe in the room or on the ice. Yeah, that's the thing, like, um, just a letter on your chest, like, it's an honor, but it doesn't mean that you can't be a leader, right? Like, um, we had rookies last year that stepped up and and talked and said, hey, we got to get things together, or we got to do this, we got to do that. So I think it's just um, people's personalities and their traits coming into into play, and um, just being a leader is just, it doesn't matter about, uh, about that. It's like, if you're an older guy, like you got experience, then um, what you have to say is uh, going to be taken into consideration for all the boys and everyone's going to look up to you and um, your play on the ice is, uh, is going to be something that people look at um, and uh, want to model themselves after. So if you're doing things like, I don't know, working as hard as you can in practice and just uh, being a supportive guy, like people look uh, look to you as a leader if you do things like that, just the little things, right? Especially especially the rookies coming in, right? Um, with the rookies coming in, they'll be like, oh, this guy might be a funny guy off the ice, you know, kidding around, joking around. But then the change, the roles change sometimes on the ice. Mm-hmm. They're all of, a, all of a sudden say, wait a second, he's different on the ice. He's not this funny guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's an actual leader. And then like, sometimes the mindset in the personal life as well, changes too. So that is very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, last year at the start of the, at the start of the season when I was in Trenton, like it was, it was terrible. Like you had your rookies segregated from your vets, like wow. the vets would go hang out with each other. The rookies would have to hang out with each other. It was uh, no real uh, mix there, but um, wow. like you, like you, had to be careful what you said to anyone older than you or who was a vet, right? But I'm really proud of the boys this year. It seems like uh, we're being very inclusive and um, we're not doing those typical junior sort of rookie vet in- initiation sort of things. So uh, I'm proud of, of the boys. We've basically just said we're a team and we're just uh, treating everybody equally. And that's that's the way it should be, right? Well, that's not the Oakville DNA as well. I remember two years ago, Atsy, you can kind of uh, say and talk on it, but like Reaver and Jones and Pike, they, they weren't really like that as well. Like they were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Collected. Yeah. Obviously the jokes are going to be played. The pranks are going to be played. But even then last season too, like Ricketts, Israels, Lions, 
um, uh, and then obviously yourself, but like those, those pranks, yeah, they're good. They're fun, but there's also lines crossing and went across them. Yeah. And, as well. and, and the leaders of Oakville, since I've been here, um, even with Bailey Newton, uh, my first year, um, that stuff wasn't like that. And, and it's, and it's good to see, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, both, uh, you know, Reaver, uh, Ricketts, Jonesy and, Ricketts, Israels, and Lions, they were all, they all knew how to have fun. But when the time came down to it, they knew, like, to go hard, to when to get serious and play hockey. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Wits, that's, that, that stuns me, what you say, you know, about the kind of the seclusion and stuff like that. And every team's different, you know, and, and that sometimes that's nothing wrong as well. It's just the way they do it and the way maybe their mindset of the veterans to get the rookies on the same page and maybe in. Everyone does it different. Yeah. But I think as a brotherhood, as a family right away, I think you should be included and tight-knit right from the get-go and, and make the rookies act like veterans in a way. So mm-hmm. they step up and then everyone's together. Like I said, everyone does it different. That's my opinion. But that's why um, the Oakville move for you probably was kind of uh, mind-opening as well, wasn't it? It, it was a, a blessing in disguise, that's for sure. But um... – like, it's unbelievable to see, like, our team, we've had no opportunity to get together, go for wings together, like, little things like that. We've had no opportunity to have team bonding, but because of our attitude towards uh, the way we want to run our team, like, you can you can tell the boys are already starting to gel and um, everyone's becoming, like, best buddies and stuff like that. Just from our uh, time on the ice together, talks in the dressing room, and uh, court in the parking lot, of course. But uh, <laughs> like little well, things like that are, are helping us together even through uh, the whole COVID thing. Absolutely. And, and also, uh, if anyone doesn't know, the Blades acquired Evan Pringle um, a few months ago. And you're pretty tight with Pringle. You, uh, you've, I think, played together or, or tell that story because that's obviously a comfortability factor for you, but more for him to know a guy coming uh, in from another team to Oakville. Yeah, for sure. Uh, me and Ev have uh, been playing together since we were like five, six, seven, all the way up pretty much as uh, Aurora Tigers and uh, with the York Simcoe Express. There you go. Um, but obviously once junior hockey hits, uh, people go in different directions and stuff like that. He went off to play in the GTHL for the Nats and uh, then ended up playing a year with the Aurora Tigers Junior A because – that was actually both of our uh, dreams was to play in our hometown, Junior A, but That's right. I think uh, things went a little sideways there. So he decided to go off to uh, the States in the NCDC. And uh, when the off season hit, I was like, man, would you, uh, we were playing Fortnite, I think. And I was on uh, <laughs> the speaker with on the speaker with him. And I was like, buddy, would you ever like consider coming to Oakville? And he just like paused for a second. He's like, you know what? Like, like, Yeah. And uh, conversation, we just kept talking about it, talking about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me, let me, uh, let me make a phone call to uh, Jamie Store, and we'll see what he has to say and just reach out to him. Um, I'm sure he'd love to have you. And uh, you'd be a huge, like, pickup for our team, right? And uh, he's actually living with me. He's in the room. He's in the room right next to me. So uh, <laughs> bring him in here. Bring him in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me see if he's around. <laughs> Pringle could be making his, uh, his debut over here. Um, Pringle, 
with the uh, Oakville with the Oakville Blades on uh, Mamma Mia. This is Fire Talk. As <laughs> just about to. Uh, I'm not sure he is. Sign off very soon. It's okay. um, we'll we'll see we'll see when he comes in. But for you, Wits, um, year two now. It's going to be full year two for you coming up. Hopefully, yeah. we uh, we get going. What are you most looking forward to personally for you and team wise as well? Uh, personally for me, I, I felt like last year there was a lot of distractions. So I just want to get back on page with, uh, what I think my game is like, there is uh, a role that I had to play last year as a rookie, more physical grind sort of style, but there's a lot more to my game than that. So I think it's just going to be focusing more on producing for the team and, uh, without, without, uh, getting rid of those, uh, that role that I had last year. So I basically just want to make a complete game for myself and um, pitch in on the score sheet. Um, other than that, for the team, I'm just hoping that, um, well, if this will happen. We have a really good team this year. We're loaded up front, loaded on the back end, and we got some really good goaltending this year, like always. But um, I'm just hoping if we get going that uh, we can just try and model ourselves after that championship winning team and, literally try and have a perfect season, try and win every single game that we can. And like, uh, I think that will, um, that'll be our goal for now. And Hatsy, obviously Wits might've hit the nail on the head with the team expectation, but if you have anything else, throw it in there. But for you looking forward to year three, looking forward to maybe extend the points total, looking forward to maybe uh, getting a scholarship whenever, wherever, or whenever that is, um, I don't know if that's your personal achievements that you want to ex- succeed uh, in the near future, but what is your uh, personal expectations and team expectations for the Blades in your year three? And obviously, hopefully uh, when this uh, season gets going. Yeah, obviously like a scholarship would be ideal. That'd be number one option. But uh, right now I'm just focused on the team. I, I just want us to win, go as far as we possibly can. Cause I think we can really, really win it all this year. If, there is a win at all, you know, but uh, honestly, I just want to go as far as we can as a team. Um, I guess we'll go with you, Hatchy, because, you know, I guess you, you have, you have the A on the chest for now and then we'll hit wits because sometimes any, everyone might hear stuff different. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you guys heard anything about the return to play as we are uh, clocked in here in late October? We're normally two months in the showcase is normally not. I yeah. want to play games. You want to play games. Have you heard anything about the return to play? Um, well, we've been told um, about an exhibition game possibly coming up on Halloween, which was a good good way to get the ball rolling. I think we did face Georgetown in Burlington because uh, uh, the owner owns a rink, the rinks in Burlington. So we play Georgetown as for an exhibition game. And that sounds as good to me as anything. Now that's if the government doesn't put the restrictions back to stage two yeah. in Halton because um, it's coming. It's coming very soon, or if it's not already in, um, it's in York, Toronto, Peel, and Ottawa, right? So if they put those restrictions in Halton or in uh, you know the region um, where obviously all that is, then, then there's going to be. Uh, oh. There's going to be troublesome, right? Wit, same thing for you? Yeah. um, What I've heard is uh, if we were to start in October, I heard this a couple weeks ago, if we were to start in October, it would be a 54-game season. If we were to start in uh, November, it would be a 44-game season. And if we started in December, it would be 
34 game season, but wow. it's it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because we keep hearing these things, and then the date will catch up to what they were saying, right? So I don't know. In a way, it just keeps getting pushed back that way because the the days just keep flying by, right? That's the thing, and like I said, Halton consists of what Georgetown, uh, Milton, Oakville, Burlington, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so. If, and the restrictions are in, in York as well. So if those restrictions go back to a restricted uh, phase two, stage two in the government, there's going to be no exhibition games played at all. So I guess it's all up in the air, and it's unfortunate that it is up in the air. Um, but listen, boys, we want to get back on the ice. You want to get back on the ice. Um, and it's going to come, hopefully. Uh, but I appreciate you guys coming in here. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get Pringle on another time. Maybe I'll do one uh, him and I, right, to introduce him to the Blades. Why yeah. not? Um, yeah, that's okay. Thanks for trying, Wits. <laughs> um, listen, boys, I appreciate it. Uh, I know, Hatsy, you you came from work. You drove home quick to get on. Yeah. Use the better Wi-Fi, Wits. You're ready to rock. You're ready to roll. But uh, <laughs> um, I look forward to seeing you guys very soon, uh, barring all of this COVID uh, – extravaganza if you want to call it that <laughs> but thanks for thanks for coming on i appreciate it uh, very much and we'll chat soon right yeah thanks, thanks for having us fire love the podcast by the way love it there you go my avid, favorite one avid fan avid fan absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> every episode <laughs> that's it hey, buddy you know what we joke around but it means a lot and i i actually yeah. do appreciate it right um because all the hard work and stuff i put in and all yeah. the guys put in as well on the ice right just it's just great relationships in junior hockey yeah, of course. You take with you when uh, everyone's older and moved on in hockey or in life in general, right? So appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, listen, boys, we're going to keep in touch for sure. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Everybody, Stephen Whittle, number 24 for the Oakville Blades. And down below is Cameron Hatsianu, uh, assistant captain and defenseman, number 44 for the Oakville Blades as well. These guys <laughs> are ready to get back on the ice. I'm ready to get back in the booth calling these boys. But – with COVID-19, who knows what is going to happen. In the meantime, you can follow Mamma Mia, This Is Fire Talk on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. The main platform is on YouTube for all the episodes. And Instagram Live, usually every week, sometimes Tuesday, Thursday, it's been switching up lately. You just got to stay tuned and stay intact with Mamma Mia, This Is Fire Talk. This was episode number 16 with the Oakville Blades, Stephen Whittle, Cameron Hatsianu. I'm Nicholas Fiore. Stay safe. And mamma mia. Now Davis takes it and looks to come the other way. Davis is in, trying to drive, and he will look to go across. Good play to Davis, though, to get it right back to him. He goes down low to Israel's. Centering, it's there. Scores! Stevie, Stevie, Stevie! Stephen Whittle scores his first OJHL playoff goal for the Oakville Blades. This game is opening up in a big way for both teams. Ricketts, centering, what a pass, Israel's breakaway, the move, scores! What a goal for the Alaska Fairbanks commit, the assistant captain, Harrison Israel's, with an absolute dandy. Download Alliance, Jack Lyons, centering, scores! The double jacks combine as the, that puck popped up like a jack in a box, and it's Jack Ricketts from Jack Lyons. 6-1 on the 40th shot of the game. It's all over. 
Bullet Smith hits it in. A chance here can develop, but the Blades will look to take it. And is and Ricketts finds Israels. Breakaway Israels. A chance backhand. Rebound. That was Mamma Mia! This is Fire Talk with Nicholas Fiore. Thank you for watching and stay tuned for the next episode.